Hi, everybody. It is Mags. And Max. And we are here recording our 10th episode of North Country Sunday Revival. It is episode number 10 that is the Aries New Moon. But first, we are going to just take a moment, collect ourselves, and touch base because we are facing a global pandemic the coronavirus, COVID 19. And uh, in the state of Michigan, at the moment, our governor just issued a uh, stay home, stay safe, which is like a shelter in place lockdown for the next three weeks. So it is it is weird times. And Alex and I are just going to kind of check in for a couple of minutes about that. How are you doing, buddy? I am. I am surviving, bud. <laughs> um, I had a, a sinus infection for the last week. So no coronavirus, just lots of <laughs> Lots of blowing my nose and sneezing and no fever or anything like that. But I mean, I, I honestly, it's a little bit, a, a little bit disorienting. Um, I felt like I was asleep for all of last week. Like, I, don't, yeah. like I, I think I disassociated pretty hard and that was okay. Cause my body just like needed to recover. Um, but you know, like I think it all sort of comes in waves. Yeah. And at first I was feeling a lot of anxiety about my mom and, you know, my dad, my younger nieces and nephews. Um, but, you know, then comes the like overwhelm and then the, the distancing from all of the information that you're consuming and just being like, okay, I kind of have to like make sense of all of this. And it's just, you know, like it's all, it's all good. I think we can't put any, um, value judgments on, on where we are or our state of mind during all of this. We're going to go through beautiful moments. We're going to go through ugly moments and that's just it. You know, it's all, it's all okay. The paradox (laughs) of life. Yeah. How you in there, bud? I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, Definitely, uh, the past few days, my anxiety has been a lot less than what it was last week, but I've, um, been intentionally seeing myself from, from media yeah. uh, because last week I was kind of glued to everything and that, that just didn't have, (laughs) what do you know? That didn't turn out well, (laughs) turned, ramped up the anxiety, um, but yeah, kind of just trying to take everything moment to moment. Um, uh, I can totally relate to the disassociating uh, aspect of things. I'm trying to make sure that I'm not doing that too much because I do want to be very present for this time. I want to be present in my body. I want to be present for for the world. Um, but yeah, it's it's been scary. There's no there's no doubt about it. There's lots of different range of emotion and. Uh, I think it's healthy to let ourselves experience all of the emotions that are going to come up through this mm-hmm. um, and just hang in there and keep fucking sending each other love. Yeah. Six feet apart or virtually, but send it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I mean, we'll be talking about some of the um, <clears throat> sort of the collective energies that are going on astrologically. Um, and I think that those are a lot more, uh, 
prescient, I guess, at the moment, like, um, because we are enduring all of this as a global community, as a collective, I think some of those um, astrological transits are going to be really interesting to folks and just, um, you know, there are so many ways to experience this and um, astrology is always, I think, an, a beautiful way to um, to tap into sort of collective archetypal vibes and and see how like our shared our shared mythologies can sort of point us through in terms of like what we can be mindful of during these moments um and when when fear-based thinking is kind of our biggest enemy um you know like how do we how do we move through this in a way that is supportive of the self and supportive of the collective at the same time. Um, and I, I, uh, I think the astrology is going to be really interesting for folks today. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, you guys just keep your, keep your feet on the ground, get outside and get fresh air and move your body when you can, but like, just give yourself grace in this, in this time to like be okay with some days you're just, maybe, maybe you're going to sit down and zone out. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's okay. That's okay. And the next day you might feel energized and clean your house top to bottom and get everything organized. And that's great too. Just, you know, all of it's okay. All of it's okay right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I also wanted to, um, to introduce my sound effects app that I'm really stoked about. Um, so what about this one? Ooh, yes. Laser beam. Laser beam. Um, We do have a laugh track. (laughs) Which I will be using after every bad dad joke. Um, We're hilarious. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, got to keep it light. Got to keep the jokes rolling. Yeah. Um, Laughter is our friend in this time. That is for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, got anything else, Max, before we dive into astrology? I don't think so. I think I'm ready to hear how you're like, I'm ready to hear this update, you know, like all the connecting of the dots. Oh, man. All the connecting of the stars. Let's yes, I like that. Um, all right, babe. So here we are. Aries new moon hits tomorrow is exact tomorrow, Tuesday, March 24th. Um, and as y'all know, cause you're just budding astrology students like us, um, sun and moon, or I'm sorry, new moon is when the sun and moon are right next to each other, the same degree in the same sign. And we have sun and moon and Aries right now. And, um, you know, I just want to give a little shout out to the spring equinox that I missed because I was like quarantined <laughs> and, um, and just, you know, Aries is always sort of this symbolic entrance to um, new beginnings in springtime. And I think we can feel a little detached from from that or maybe some of the natural cycles of the world or the seasons and nature. Um, But, you know, here we are. It's happening anyway. And I think that's one thing that we can definitely um, bear witness to. And this time of like where we're all sort of quarantined to our homes 
um, witnessing the might and resilience of the natural world and Mother Nature. Yeah. This bitch cannot be stopped. If that if there was ever an um an entity that was no, undoubtedly an Aries, I think it's Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um brilliant and a self-starter. Yeah. Like just on it. Like, oh, you guys are gonna hide in your houses? Cool. The water quality is gonna improve. I'm gonna use this while you you dirty little monsters are sleeping. Air quality is gonna get better. You know? <laughs> consumption's going down anyway so we are at this aries new moon and with a little info on aries um it's the first sign of the western zodiac so it is, it is this sort of energy of new beginnings spring um it's the spark of creation um aries have a shit ton of courage they're here to initiate and activate um they're like sort of this little catalyst um and they're ruled by mars and Mars is the planet of action, war, conflict, challenge. But more specifically, Mars looks at how we move through those things, how we move through action, how we show up in the world, how we move through conflict and challenges. Um, and Aries would be sort of tempted to move through these things with brute force in its in its sort of... Uh, immature phase in its immature expression but really um the highest expression of aries energy moves through these things with grace and and value connect a connection to a sense of values i um, love that yeah me too and i'm gonna take a little swig of tea because my throat's getting dry uh, all right <clears throat> and then so that's sun and moon and Aries. So this whole new moon is ruled by Mars. It's also going to conjunct Chiron, which is the wounded healer. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you have all the time in the world right now, my dudes, to sort of sit down and, and, and dig in and spend time with your wounds, what you identify as your, your, your wound, which might be like, your life's theme, look at your relationships, look at your challenges. Um, I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole with Chiron, but Jessica Lanyato's most recent episode of Ghost of a Podcast, which you, if you are not listening to yet, get your life together. Like, go listen. Get your shit together. Turn yeah. her on. Oh my gosh. She does this really great, um, she dives into sort of the mythology of Chiron it's beautiful and it just lends such depth to this character um and what it can represent in your own wounding so just make note babes make note um the other sort of interplanet lineup that we have going on during this new moon mercury is still in its shadow period last we talked it had moved into aquarius but now it's um it's it had just like sort of dipped its toe into Aquarius. So we had some clarity and then it starts moving forward again and forward again and it's moving into Pisces. So Mercury's back in Pisces, which we talked about last episode. It's not super comfortable here. However, in like Pisces doesn't speak traditional language. Pisces Pisces speaks in universal spirituality. 
Pisces speaks to the whole of experience, <laughs> which is crazy fucking broad and a little bit overwhelming. But what's really important is that you acknowledge your intuition. Your intuition is the way you will be communicating until March 29th when Mercury is finally out of its shadow. It'll remain in Pisces, I think, hold on, I don't have the date in front of me. I want to say it's till the 31st, but we can double check on that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then we still have Venus and Taurus, which is luxurious and wonderful, but I just want to... Um, I just want to touch on the possibility of excess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So Venus is lovely. So happy in Taurus. Taurus is ruled by Venus. Um, but what can happen, what happened was <laughs> sometimes um, Taurus is like the sign of um, material, not even the sign of material possession, but like, uh, it, it's comfortable with material possession. It's about creating uh, material possessions that create stability, right? Very, very coziness. What's that? And coziness. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's like the Venusian influence. It loves beauty. It loves comfort. Um, but it can also become a little bit, um, because of the Venus energy there, can be a little bit concerned with Hoarding, which I think is why we're seeing a lot of that going on in the global pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. People like are obsessed with their own comfort and it's like, that's cool. But hey, what about everybody else? What about people that don't have a fucking house? Huh? What about them? Pay attention, babies. Look, look beyond yourself. Just, I will urge that till I can't talk anymore. Um, Mars is still in Capricorn and Mars is exalted in Capricorn. It's so happy here. Like Mars is balling when it's <laughs> when it's next to when it's got Capricorn energy because then it takes action with practicality and pragmatic steps. It's like unfucking stoppable. So there's right and so then Mars is also making some really interesting alignments with some of the outer planets which we can get into. Um, but really, I think my focus on that is going to be in, in, in terms of talking about what's going on in the collective is really looking at Saturn moving into Aquarius. And so outer planets, we still have <clears throat> two outer planets, Pluto and Jupiter in Capricorn. Saturn just yesterday moved into Aquarius. Uranus is still in Taurus and Neptune is still in Pisces. Um, North node and South node, still cancer, Capricorn, or just, wait, I want to say North node is in cancer, South node is in Capricorn. Um, and that's, we've got another month of this axis of what we're sort of working towards as a collective and what we're learning from as a collective. Um, so this is the, the, uh, matriarchy, patriarchy line, um, nurturing versus, I don't know. What's, what's the opposite of nurturing? Not that, well, I mean, Capricorn, Capricorn is kind of an ice cold daddy. 
So maybe <laughs> call it that vibe. <laughs> Nurturing versus your ice cold daddy vibes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, but anyway, outer planets, that's where they are. Um, and like we've said before, outer planets pertain to the collective. These are generational themes. And as I said, there is a shit ton brewing. And what I wanted to focus on primarily was Saturn just moving into Aquarius. So let's look at Saturn. Saturn, Saturn is, um, is the daddy, the daddy energy of the, of the Zodiac. Um, and we'll call him the daddy energy, um, because it's funny. <laughs> but it's also about structure. It's about how we control. It's about restraint and limitation. Saturn is, um, in many, uh, it was, uh, Saturn is also the God Kronos is also, um, no shit. I don't have the names in front of me, but like many, many, many cultures had a, a variation of Saturn within their pantheon of gods, um, or, you know, their monolithic expression of, you know, it might, it might be called the regular old God in modern Judeo-Christian <laughs> understanding. Um, but this is, uh, Saturn has a 29 year transit and, um, it is the furthest planet from the sun. It is ice cold, power hungry daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and Saturn having just moved into Aquarius, um, and we've talked about Aquarius energy before it's the Zodiac's weirdo, everybody's favorite weirdo. Um, and Aquarius is co-ruled by Uranus and Saturn and is really, Aquarius is really concerned with refreshing collective structures to lean unmistakably towards humanitarian concerns. And we need it. We've, I mean, if there was never, if there was never a better time to be moving into an age of Aquarius, Saturn will be here for quite a while. Um, We'll have a brief retrograde back into Capricorn from July to December. So just being aware of that, you know, we might have all this like momentum, momentum, momentum of like refreshing social structures um, with that humanitarian lean. And then we might um, have to go back and reimagine them in terms of what's pragmatic what is practical to get these goals accomplished, we might need some of that, that Saturnian order. And we have to beware with both of these energies with Saturn and Aquarius, um, there can be this like authoritarian vibe where it's like, if you believe what I believe, then we're cool. But if you have a different idea of how we're going to get there, you might be deemed a rebel. You might be deemed, you know, there can be sort of this very um, fixed and stubborn, stubborn vibe with both of these energies. So just be aware of that. Um, And I mean, like I said, that was really the biggest uh, outer planet movement that I wanted to talk on. But I will say huge. No, it's fucking massive. It's fucking massive. And it's like, we just, uh, I think we've, we've all known this was coming, right? Like I know any, anybody who is a little bit at the very least bit tuned in 
can say like, oh my God, I'm shocked. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like there's no fucking way. Like you and I have been saying like the fall of the patriarchy is coming for at least a year and a half, you know? <laughs> um, and astrologers have been saying the same thing. And I don't want to like blow smoke up any of any of anybody's asses. Like this is not, this is not going to be easy. The patriarchy will not fall. It won't just, you know, lay down belly up and let us scratch his tummy. Like this is going to be rough. It's going to be brutal. And this is just the beginning. Yep. You know, so like, um, just, just know what you value. Use this time in quarantine to really understand what you want and why. Just Uh get to know that those, those parts of your value system. Um, and I do want to just call attention to, um, the Saturn Pluto conjunction. And back in January, we had the Saturn Pluto Mars conjunction. And I remember we were talking about that was like, not, not been, um, not hadn't occurred since when Martin Luther split from the Catholic church, like big fucking energy. Yeah. And then we have a series of three Saturn Pluto conjunctions throughout the rest of this year. And um they're conjuncting in all of these cap in all the Capricorn energies. So we are revisiting themes of the right use of power and or abuse of power. Oh man, and do are we seeing some displays of that these days, hey? Absolutely. You know, if you think about Saturn and Pluto going head to head, it's order and transformation. Yeah. You know, so, and Pluto's in Capricorn until 2024. We are watching power structures change. They will never, after a plant, after an energy comes into contact with Pluto, it is never the same. No, it's the, it's, it's that death and rebirth. You're <laughs> born yep. again. Absolutely. So, I mean, like, we're seeing a global socioeconomic evolution. We are, we are learning how to live in a new reality. And, um, you know, I will just sort of give shout outs to the different astrologers that I've been following and can suggest to everybody to, um, to, you know, dive into with this extra time at home. Obviously, Jessica Lanyato is a big one. Um, Molly McCord um, I love her stuff. She has podcasts on, um, Stitcher, but she also has a YouTube channel. <clears throat> and I usually do that cause I like to watch her work with the charts. Um, Pam Gregory is another one on YouTube that I just totally love. And, uh, Sarah Verba is another yeah. one that I really dig. Um, and you know, Mags and I are not experts yet, but um, if you want more information, definitely check one of those astrologers out. Support them in whatever way you can. Um, and I think now it's time for some um, oracle oracle talk. Whoop whoop! And I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> Um, well, let me first just take a second and say that was such a fucking good update. You, you nailed everything. And 
I mean, your updates are always so refreshing and so informative, but right now it feels particularly potent. And I'm really, the thing that just kind of kept coming through was like, as above, so below, as above, yes. so below, as above, so below. Like we, every, if you think about the universe in the way that, in like a holographic way, everything is constantly reflecting itself. Mm. So the things that are above us, y'all, reflecting it back down here and we're experiencing it on a different level, but we're still experiencing it. Yes. So, and, and your, your whole, um, your whole rundown today just really drove that home for me. So. Oh, thanks, baby. Thank you. I'll do this. Yes. Oh my God. This is my favorite episode. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. So let's dive into the CODs. Um, So I did something different for this one. I did not shuffle up the cards and pull a tarot card. I just went and said, we're just going to discuss the energy of the tower card. Amen. (laughs) As a collective, that is what we are experiencing. This is a tower moment. It's not a tower moment for one person. It's not a tower moment for one group of people or one country. It is a tower moment for our whole world. Um, And I want to discuss the energy of the tower and you know, if, if anyone is familiar with tarot, you know that when you pull the tower card, you're like, ah, fuck. Um, but uh, this is what I wanted. This is the stuff. This is the medicine. This is what I want to get into. The tower represents drastic change. It represents upheaval. Uh, there's like a tinge of chaotic energy to it. Maybe sometimes a lot of chaotic energy to it. Uh, but it's a time of major revelations, um, expect the unexpected. It is a true, like, it's a, basically it's a shakeup and that is what we are going through as a society. It's a shakeup. Yeah. Um, what I love about the tower card and most people probably don't love this part of it, but it kind of comes to rip up our reality as we know it. And it's usually ripping up our reality when we've become too comfortable. Yes. Um, it makes us, it like, it forces us into a position of such deep discomfort that we are, we have to rethink something. We have to take a different approach on how we're viewing what we thought our reality was. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, and it can have a very disorienting effect. And I think, I mean, even, I think you even said that earlier, like I, I felt very disoriented this entire experience, um, with, the coronavirus and the lockdowns and everything. This is a very disorienting thing. We are, this is an interruption in the regular scheduled programming y'all. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it can, but it can be an opportunity. Um, you know, I, I know that the co- the tower card doesn't sound like it's like a lot of fun, but we're not actually here to, as souls to have fun. We're here to grow. <laughs> We're not here to have fun, Mags. We're not, we, my Mars is in Capricorn. We're not here to have fun, y'all. <laughs> We're here to transcend. Yeah, and I, I love the tower because it acknowledges in the same in the same moment what is destruction is also creation. Boom. 
Yeah. That's it. We, it, the, from the ash is fertile ground. Yes. You know, so the medicine of the tower can be like so potent, but that of course depends always like everything does. It depends on our perspective and our participation with it. Mm. Yep. Um, and you know, like this, this energy, it, it always presents as an obstacle, but it's magic relies or the magic lies of in opportunity. So with the current state of our world facing this pandemic, without a doubt, there are obstacles, some like way steeper than others, mm-hmm. but we also have opportunities. And those opportunities look like taking a fucking time out, pausing, slowing down basically to a halt, something that our society is not at all familiar with. Right. Um, and, you know, not to to take this too far into like masculine feminine. And definitely when I say that, I'm not talking about gender. I'm talking about, uh, energy. Um, our society is constantly in productive mode. Produce, 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 go, go, go. Um, push through power through hustle, 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 slay all, all of the stuff. Right. And we are literally being forced to take, a sacred pause. Um, this is an opportunity. We have more opportunities that lie within all of this, this tower moment. And that looks like, you know, seeing where our current systems, whether that's government or healthcare response teams, where are those systems weak? Where are they not serving people or the majority rather? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if this pandemic is revealing anything, it's certainly revealing that our government was not prepared, nor did they take this seriously. And the, the effects of that negligence have been felt and they, it will continue to be felt for weeks, probably months, maybe longer. Yeah. We have no idea what our economy is going to look like after this. Absolutely. Um, and these, these, so this is an opportunity to see where these systems are failing us. And like you said, I loved what you, you really, you know, um, emphasized this and what you were saying is this is a time to really get connected with your values. Why, what are your values? Why are they your values? Yep. The, this is, this is a rich time for that. Um, you know, I think it's, it's safe to say that our, our capitalist society is not sustainable. Nope. <laughs> Wait, hold Can on. Can heart noise for that one? <laughs> it is not sustainable um and also you know to to reiterate what you said we're seeing changes already in the reduction of air and water pollution perhaps this is mama mama nature going look y'all we need a different if we're gonna if we're gonna be roommates we need a different way yeah and i think it also points to just like the argument that like oh my gosh it's too hard to to um stop using and consuming and driving and blah 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 as much as we are we just like can't go backwards and it's like actually we can and like sure it's under threat currently it's like we are doing this because we are told by our governments to do so however look at look at how easy it is to drive less to consume less to be a little bit more mindful are you surprised at all 
that you're kind that some of us are moving through this like oh actually I'm okay with slowing down a little bit absolutely that's such a great point Mm -hmm. yeah slow well slowing down and like you said just being more mindful I mean um I'm not gonna lie I'm not one I've never really liked leftovers (laughs) I'm not one who like puts stuff in the fridge and then three days later I'm still eating it I it's not something I'm proud of but it's just but the past week and a half nothing is getting wasted and it feels really really good yeah yeah and And like it's changing literally our our experience into being something where we have to be so intentional with every step that we're taking. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, so my great-grandparents lived through the Depression. My grandparents were young, but, you know, um, and just remembering the way that my great-grandparents and grandparents interacted with things. (laughs) And I say things like food. I say things like any sort of resource that, like, those of us, who are who never lived through that or like the baby boomers fuckers um i love you guys you guys are assholes um even millennials you know and i am i am begrudgingly i guess a millennial i hate that but like um how some generations are just completely um they take they take the abundance of of food of whatever it just completely for granted um and I think, you know, I hope, I hope that this stays with us. This, these lessons stay with us as a collective as we move forward, that we don't fucking need so much shit. We don't need to be go, go, go all the time. I agree. I think, I, you, absolutely. I was thinking that yesterday when I was, um, my, my mom had a bunch of like fresh, vegetables in the fridge that we were still going and eating through leftovers. So we didn't, we were like, we really don't want these to go to waste. She chopped everything up and everything's been frozen. Yep. We've never done that before. Yeah. We've never frozen vegetables. If they were going bad, they went bad and they, that's that. Yep. Um, and it just, there's, there's something energetically, spiritually that just lines up and makes fucking sense when you start to move through with more gratitude, with more conscious uh, decision making. I mean, we, yeah, it's, I, I agree. I really hope this, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I do not come out of this the same person. I don't want to be the same person. I don't either. And doesn't, I mean, doesn't it feel a little bit strange when you think about like even two weeks ago? I'm yeah. Like, who was that carefree bitch? <laughs> Just moving around, giving people hugs. Like, what the fuck? Well, I don't it, even, I don't yeah. don't energetically connect to that. It it sounds like uh a bit too like miraculous, I guess. You'd be like, oh, I'm not who I was, but I am not who I was. I am not. And that's just, that's just a fact and I feel it. And that's my truth. But like, I, I hope that other people can connect to that because it's just, I, we have to let this change us. Yeah, we do. I, I, uh, for anyone who's listening, you might know my brother. <laughs> DJ. Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, DJ. We need my, a for him. My baby bro. 
DJ. Okay. <laughs> Every time I talked, and if you know my brother, you know you know that he is. He has so much earth in his chart. He is like the earth incarnate, he and is. he is guardian of this earth. He's a very conscious, evolved heart that I love dearly. And you know, anytime DJ is talking about something passionately, I'm listening because I know that it's coming from a very educated, wise, soulful, ethical place. You know, every time I have talked to him in the past week or so, and we're talking, of course, about about what's going on, he's just been like, he's like, I know that it's sad that some people are sick, some people are even losing their lives. He's like, and and it is sad. He's like, and I know that people are scared, and that's sad too. He's like, but this is so fucking needed. Yep. We need to understand the other parts of this world that are in peril and it can't just be because a virus might affect the humans, you know, just like that type of, that type of thinking of like, this is, this is needed and we need to see why it's needed. And maybe this will shake us up enough to, to be able to see that. Yeah. Baby boy's right. He's, he's right. So right. He's so right. He's always uh, right. Uh, he's, he's fucking always right. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> uh, just <laughs> kidding. We love you, Deej. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to wrap up the tower thing, and then I'm going to dive into our goddess card because it's so fucking on, and I'm so excited about it. Right on. Um, I think one of the things that I want us to take away from this this tower moment for, for all of us is that I hope if it reveals anything is to, like, let it show us our impermanence. Let it break our bubble of comfort. Let's usher in a more collective mindset. The tower, the destruction. Sorry. I'm a Oh, I love it. Um, no, that is something like let it let it break our bubble. We need to we needed to be it's almost like we you know, people I hate I kinda hate the phrase woke, but whatever, it is what it is. Um so many, I felt like I've been more like awake than, than maybe a lot, which is just my ego talking to begin with. But beyond that, this is really waking me up. Yeah. And breaking that bubble, that haze, that fog. I, I th- you know, I didn't even know I was in a fog, but now I know I was in a fog. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, just finding finding gratitude in the simple things and just yeah letting it shake us up the way that it needs to so embrace the tower moment it's here as medicine it really is um all right so the 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 next card that i want to dive into is from the amazing deck it's called the divine feminine oracle it's by megan waterson it's incredible if you can pick it up do it because it's just, I don't know, it's really refreshing. The card that we got for this is the goddess Akalanda. I think I'm saying that right, Akalanda. And she is from Hindu mythology. Her, She's known as the goddess of never not broken. Woo! Yes. I, I love it so much. Um, so just briefly one of the things that 
Megan writes about is that there's very little written about this deity. She's meant to be known through experiencing her energy. So you're not going to go be able to find a bunch of books or articles or stories on her. Um, her energy is through your own experience. Um, so let's talk about this whole, the goddess of never not broken. Uh, her power kind of lies within being broken all the time in infinite different ways because she doesn't shy away from it. Uh, and don't mistake broken for weakness. This isn't the kind of broken that pulls its, you know, this is, this is the kind of broken that like dissects itself in order to become empowered through knowing its own pitfalls. Love it. Um, it's the kind of like broken that pulls itself apart in the name of growth, in the name of paradoxical truths. Uh, it doesn't know limitations and it's always going to take you to places that you didn't think you could go or take you to the places that you're scared to go. So I want to read something really quickly. Just stick with me here for a second. Mm. This is an excerpt from the book. Akalanda is the most intimate and personally powerful goddess because she meets us in those moments when we can feel most alone, most exposed, and most afraid. She models how to thrive in the midst of change she uses pain to joyfully and purposefully transform. Um, I think that is a very good description of of how to pretend, like using that as a guideline to get through what we're going through right now as a collective. Holy shit. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and there's one more thing. She's depicted as riding a crocodile. Okay. And when... When I did a little Google on her, there there's a site called scienceandnonduality.com. Okay. And I came across an article by Julie J.C. Peters. And I just this is this is just a little tidbit about about the crocodile and her the energy of, of that and why she's riding it. So this is from her from her article. The predatory power of a crocodile is not located in their huge jaws, but rather that they pluck their prey from the banks of the river, take into the water, and spin it until it's disoriented. They whirl that prey like a dervish seeking God. They use the power of spin rather than brute force to feed themselves. By riding on this spinning, predatory, fearsome creature, Akalanda refuses to reject her fear, nor does she let it control her. She rides it. She gets on this animal that lives inside the river, inside the flow. She takes her fear down to the river and uses its power to navigate the waves and spins in the never not broken water. She shows us that this is beautiful. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh my I just God. don't I don't think there's a better card or a better deity, a better archetypal energy to be connected to right now. Seriously. That's brilliant. And I a couple things came up for me when you were talking about her. Yeah. Um the fact that she is her energy is meant to be experienced, which is why there are not many things written about yeah. her, which brings me back to what you were saying about like the non-grasping that's sort of required right now. Yes. Um and 
to recognize that the the transience of any emotion Yes. Any, any emotional state, whether that is your own panic, your own anxiety, your own melancholy right now, whatever you're feeling, know that it will pass. And and that we also, we cannot cling to joy. We cannot cling to our comforts. Yeah. These things are, um, any type of grasping is a trap. Um, yeah. And just to to be mindful of that. And then it also brought up the fact that she's like sort of eternally curious about her own wounding and unafraid of and that completely makes me think of Chiron and the fact that we are our new moon is conjuncting this wounded healer um and this energy of this um eternally wounded goddess is coming up as well it's like um don't just focus on your wounds you guys focus on the wounds of the collective um and really to me, that tells us to look at power structures and the ways that we have forgotten our most vulnerable. We have forgotten those without the resources of the wealthy or even, you know, the, whatever's left of the middle class here in the States. Um, you know, be mindful of the most wounded among us. Um, and then I was listening to a Buddhist um, lecture yesterday and something that, uh, is always sort of talked about is like the story of the Buddha being confronted by Mara, who is like the God, the demon of, of fear. Yeah. And you were saying how this goddess is like just absolutely dedicated to sitting with her, her fear and using it as a weapon. And in these stories, the Buddha always says to the demon, whenever he shows up, because we don't control when our demons show up. They just do. We have our triggers. We have our darkness. Um, but instead of responding in this like cascade of limbic brain shit <clears throat> to just say, I see you. Yeah. And carry your fear with you. It's it's just a part of you. It's just as much a part of you and such a vital part of you as your courage. Absolutely. And I think, I think what the, the wisdom is in this is that there are infinite realities taking place at the same time, mm-hmm. every moment of every day. Mm-hmm. Can we break ourselves open enough to consider the other realities that we so often turn away from? I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Damn, this is good, girl. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Yeah. Hot, hot, hot. I'm gonna... <laughs> nope. That was totally not the sound effect that I wanted. But... Yeah, well, I guess that'll do. I want one of those, like, you know, that's like that... Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> like, <laughs> drop the mic moments yeah <laughs> but I, don't, I don't have that one so we'll just go with some other stuff I find anyway <laughs> um so I guess do you have do you have any any final thoughts mm. on um on oracle on oracle vibes no I mean just Embrace the the things that are that are 
self-destructing. I know that this, I know that things are scary. I know that things are unsteady, but this really is a time for trust. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let go and let goddess. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, so let's take a minute to talk to our friends about kind of like what's, what's getting us through, um, this, this, uh, shelter in place quarantine time. Um, what's giving you life right now, bud? Puzzles. Puzzles. You little puzzler. Uh, yeah, I, I completed a puzzle yesterday. I'm already started another one. All right. Um, and let's see, I'm going to start reading The Mists of Avalon. Okay. Um, I just downloaded TikTok, but I think that that was a mistake. <laughs> I did that under your direction, so just let me know when you delete it, because I'll do it. <laughs> no, it's, it's only a mistake because I literally fell into a rabbit hole of videos. And I'm not going to lie, it was kind of fun because they're all really funny, and it, it, it just does, it's... It's a crazy how creative people are. Uh, right. It's just, I'm just like, I sat there in my bed last night just giggling. I'm like, how do people think of this shit? And it just made me laugh. Oh. So I'm definitely not regretting it other than I'm like, okay, I have to make sure that I'm not on this 24-7. Yeah, give yourself some boundaries with it. Yeah. But other than that, like, I, I'm actually, like, I'm home with my parents and, um... I, I I'm really grateful for it. I'm really enjoying their company and like I'm gonna force my dad to play Yahtzee with me. Awesome. And we're just, you know, cooking food and taking this moment and pausing and I'm just trying to remain um open to what's what's being revealed to to me and to the collective. So yeah, just taking it moment by moment. What about you, friend? Um, well, like I said, I kind of don't feel like I was awake for anything last week. I certainly was, but like, I'm like, wait a minute. I've been, I've been home for a week. When? <laughs> like, what? Um, and so I think, you know, like what originally was getting me through was like all of the Marvel movies, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I have totally seen all of them before, but I was like, all right, I'm going to go watch all of these in order now. Um, and between like the cold medicine and the Marvel movies, you know, a week went by, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have like, I have, um, now that I'm starting to feel healthy again, I went for a ski yesterday, got some fresh air, got some sunshine on my face. And that was just really fucking important. Um, and so, you know, after this, I'm probably going to go, go for a little, a little bit of woods time, certainly not near people. Um, and it's pretty easy in the UP to find, <laughs> yeah. find yourself some isolated woods. Um, that's not too much of a problem. And I, I recognize that as a, a total blessing of being out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I signed up for some master classes. So I'm going to get really into some writing. I have my books set aside. I wish it was more into cooking, but like, you know, it's just not, 
it's not my thing, but I have been very like mindful of my consumption in that regard. And like I'm freezing things that I'm not eating, you know, it's just like being, yeah. very, being very smart about what I'm, what I'm using and what I'm saving. Um, <clears throat> and FaceTiming with friends has been so helpful. <laughs> um, conversations, just text conversations, sending friends pictures. Um, and like, you know, with some of my girlfriends were doing like, uh, Snapchat lip sync videos with, women. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, just get weird. That's yeah. my advice. You know, like just get fucking weird. Have dance parties by yourself. Who gives a shit? I am quarantined by myself. It's me and my cat. Um, and with some of the changes, like I might be heading down to the Metro Detroit area to be with family, um, simply because I'm, I'm unemployed and along with everybody else. And, um, you know, yeah. Can can you pay bills on unemployment? Not really government. Just a heads up on that. Not really. Not fucking really. Uh, so yeah. I'm getting by with like laughter, connection, and learning. That's what that's what's keeping me afloat right now for sure. All good stuff. Yeah. And occasionally getting a little bit stoned and falling down a Instagram hole. And that's okay too. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we got. Aries and a moon. What? In a pandemic. Aries and moon in a pandemic. Yep. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> we will still be, when we come at you with the full moon in two weeks, we will still be in lockdown. And so that I'm, I'm excited to see what we're, how we're doing then. No kidding. I'll have a full beard. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in full wizard mode. Uh, I will have mastered levitation, probably. Uh, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Astral projection unlock, bitches. Uh, nope. <laughs> can't help it. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we love you so much. Thank you guys for listening. We hope that this gives you a little bit of uh, uh, new information, new ways to contemplate and look at world events and, and kind of your own journey within them. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you for the, what about, it'll be a Libra full moon, won't it? Yep. Yeah. All right. Libra full moon. Cool. All right, babies. We love you so much. We love you. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Peace <laughs> out. <laughs>